Welcome to the Morning Star Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. I had to switch up tonight's topic. I was going to do part three of John Todd, and, and then I was like, nope. I'm I'm halfway through. I'm maybe 35 minutes in, and I'm just like, oh, my God, this is... I knew it was bad, but I had no idea it was going to be this bad. See, over, I just finished watching it, and we we have a chance of heading towards Children of Men territory. Bruh. Spot on. Um, That is what depopulation looks like. The ability to not reproduce. I think people, when they, when they hear the term depopulation, they think eradicating billions and billions and billions. No, you just stop those that are here from, you stop their ability to reproduce. That's your depopulation. This documentary, listen, I'm not the doom and gloom type of guy. Y'all know me. I'm not doom and gloom. I, I, I don't. I don't do that. I don't feed off of that. It's on Rumble. It's a documentary. It's an hour. It's 68 minutes long. Y'all know I don't feed into that stuff. But if you took that shot, the majority of those that took that shot, you are on a, you're on the clock. You have a ticking time bomb in your veins and your arteries, um, capillaries, whatever the case may be. Yo, I'm so, I'm so nervous for people that I knew, that I knew took this family members, loved ones. Like, I'm just like, wow. You know what I'm saying? It's on rumble, but I put it on Patreon just, just because, but it's on rumble. Um, yo, made them, made the universe keep and bless those that took this for whatever reasons, I never judge anybody. I never made fun of anybody. Um, I've, I've never said, hey, you get what you get. That's what you get. No, I, I'm legitimately worried for a lot of people that took this. And remember that stream I did, I just showed a picture of a blood clot. Not the first thing I get, I think I thought was the mind flare from Stranger Things. But when they show these blood clots, it, it looks like a creature literally is inside the body and just bust out and says, here I am. Like it's got arms and legs. Oh my God. This is so depressing. So depressing. And then the scores of people that are dropping dead majority of men. Huh? Um, and uh, there's one, there's one like seven minute of audio. I have to play. This lady, she's a, an army surgeon, right? Former army surgeon. So you know she sees all types of injuries and ailments to the soldiers. 
And uh, so I'll get to that in the middle. But um, yo, this shit is wow. Yo, can we have a light topic for once? I need to pretend the world is happy, joyous place for five minutes. I feel you, hon. But the world is not joyous. I'm sorry. This is a dangerous, dangerous place. This is a dangerous simulation that we're in. I think they. this is the danger room. If X-Men people. We're in the danger room. They turn this, they crank this shit up to 10. Right? There's levels. They set the danger room to. They've cranked it up to 10. You know, you got sentinels out coming out of every corner and, and all. There's nothing joyous about this existence. Now, I know others may disagree. That's great. I see no joy in this existence. I see no joy for my, you know, for me to meet in, in her existence, but that's my perspective. I'm sure, you know, she'll feel different as she gets older, whatever the case may be. Hopefully she makes the right choices, but man, listen, shout out to everybody that didn't take it. But, you know, like I said, for those that felt they had to, for whatever reasons, I, Hey, I'm not going to ever bash or, or, or make fun or, you know what I'm saying? Make you feel bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The danger room is they cranked this shit up to 10 and they left it on 10. You know what I'm saying? Yo. Um, like I said, I'm only halfway in and I'm just floored. I knew it was bad. I knew it was bad. But when they put the stats together and then you, and then, you know, matter of fact, I'll, before we get into it, just off Twitter alone, let me pull up the one page that I, I tend to follow. Oh, what's her name? Hold up, hold up. And every day, she, you know, she posts, is somebody, you know, unexplained, is, 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 they just drop dead, and you know what I'm saying? And then they hurry up and, and do the body real quick and bury it, so then... You know, a lot of these bodies, these situations, they're not doing autopsies on. They hurry up and get rid of the body and, and bury it or, or cremate it, right? So you're not, people are not knowing. And then when she talks about the insurance companies, that was it. I was like, I'm done. I, I, I had to pause it. It was just too deep, too deep. Let me find her on Twitter real quick. Joe Lynn. Joe, what? I think this is her. Okay, okay. So, I, I fucks with this this woman right here. I, I follow her on Twitter, right? Tough, heavy, right? So this is her background: functional nutritionist, FDN, CNC, IAC certified colon therapist, twenty years. Okay, Western A. Price, uh, chap leader, AD, uh, ADAPT health coach, nutritional instructor, school district. Okay, California. California. Hold up. So let me pull up. Make sure I'm good. Okay, okay, okay. So I just, and she's always posting shit that, you know, oh, come on, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't 
Don't make me do this. God damn it. No, I don't want to log in. Oh, are we really going to do this? We're really going to. There we go. Let me see. Confirm. Yeah, that's me. Confirm. Yeah, I can't let you see that part of my Twitter. My 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 Twitter is a mess. My Twitter is. A, shut up. Not even about you. It's not about you. It is not about you, sis. <laughs> Nosy for no reason. Why does it keep going blank like this? I am signed in. What the fuck is going on? Why will you not let me sign in? All right, I'm just going to scroll down and just find her that way. There we go. There we go. Founder, founder, founder. Okay. Okay. Tweets and replies. I'm sorry, y'all. Just bear with me. Nope. That's not it. That's not it. I think we found it. Okay, here we go. All right. Okay. All right. So today, like this kid here, right? Died at the age of 29. He was a doctor. And then there's his card. Right. And then here's the batch numbers for adverse reactions. So if you're in the medical field, you know what this, you know what this means, right? You know what you're looking at. For those that don't, I'll do my best to, to, to walk you through it. So the batch numbers are on the left. These are ADRs. These are the deaths. These are the disabilities and these are the life threatening illnesses. So every batch has an ADR number a death, disability, and life-threatening illness. And these are all the different batches, right? So it says, according to data reported in VAERS, uh, adverse at e events triggered by Pfizer batches have varied widely. 5% of the batches appear to have produced 90% of the adverse reactions. Once again, let me say that 5% of the batches appear to, appear to have produced 90% of the adverse reactions. All right. Some Pfizer batches are associated with 30 times the number of deaths and disabilities compared to other batches. 
nurses, y'all know what I'm, you know what I'm looking at. You know what we're looking at, right? Okay. I'm a healthcare professional. You know what I'm looking at. So this makes, you know what you, what you're seeing here. All right. Here's the fire, some more Pfizer batch codes. All right. So then what you need to do or whoever your loved ones are, find out which Pfizer, if they took the Pfizer, find out which batch they, um, there's, there's came from and it'll, and you can just find out how bad it, it, you know, or how many situations that are linked to your, to your batch. Okay. Um, it's bad. It's bad y'all. It's bad. Okay. So same batch code here, right? I mean, they're pretty much all over the internet. It shouldn't be too hard to find out what your batch code is. If they didn't tell you when you went to, or if they didn't, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So let me just go ahead and get to the clip, man. Cause that's what we came here for. See? Yeah. So patch codes, Corona, right? 2019. Okay. So I would implore anybody that has a loved one that took this find, especially if it's from Pfizer, even what doesn't matter who, who the, the maker was, find out their batch code, look up the batch code and see what type of injuries are associated with those batch codes. Okay. Now, once again, I'm not, a, I'm not a doom and gloom type of guy, but this is worrisome. This is worrisome. All right. Now, let me go and get it out of here. Let me get to the comments and then we're going to get to this clip real quick that I want people to hear. And let me get up out of here because that's pretty much all I have for tonight. Or I just can get into the John Todd. I think I'll just get into John Todd. Okay, never mind. So after I play the clip, we'll go into the John, John Todd and then we'll wrap it up and get up out of here. All right. All right. All right. Prophet, I thought Teapot was happening. What's, what's going on, big homie? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Rumble need to pay you. No, hey, no, it's the Stu Peter Network. Shout out to Stu Peter Network. They're the ones that put it together. It's it's literally sixty eight minutes. Um, and it, it it's it's beyond eye opening. Like this is a soon to be medical crisis. Can you imagine the amount of lawsuits that are going to come down the pipe? for injuries now i know they you know they try to give the the manufacturers you know um bl blanket immunity and all it doesn't fucking matter there's going to be so many class action lawsuits moving forward do you know how many future damaged children are going to are going to be coming forward because of this you know what i'm saying like this is bad 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 oh akira yeah we're going to get to the insurance companies in this clip, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I knew that it was because when my daughter had the doctor's appointment, <laughs> there's actually nobody there. You could part. Yeah. 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 Go to rumble. It's on rumble. If you don't have rumble, fuck it. You know, I, like I put it on my Patreon just be, just because it's to throw it up there. You know what I'm saying? Faith. Hey, cream. Hey, what's happening? Borrow. What's happening? Creative. Hey, 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 Edmund. All right. All right. Rastas. All right. All right. Once again, y'all know I'm not into the doom gloom. Oh, Sheila's in the house. Carrie's in the house. 
My man Snow White, Kayana, yeah. All the still oh yeah, it's 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 bad, y'all. Like this is game changing bad. Like you're gonna see a shift in the next decade when it comes to medical injuries and stuff and so we're just at the precipice we're just seeing the early stuff now it's like the asbestos commercials you know who didn't have a grandfather uncle father who didn't work in a steel plant or a mill that asbestos remember the commercial yeah my father worked in a meal plant and the asbestos fell like snow and then now all of you know and you, if you're a descendant of somebody that worked in a mill that died from asbestos, call this uh, attorney, get your monies. That is what you're, we're looking at with this stuff. Okay, batch numbers are not given to the public. Okay. All right, thank you for that. So, sound like, you know, we all got some homework to do if you want to find the batch numbers. Oh, yo, I'm so sorry to hear that. What's up? It should be on the on your uh, card. Oh, it's on YouTube. Listen, that shit ain't gonna be up for long. Yeah, that's not gonna be up for long. All right, so um, okay, Britt, it's apparently it's on YouTube, but it's on Rumble. Um, everyone that's been watching it on alternate sites and stuff, I can't see staying on YouTube for long. I just can't. Honey, grandma say, stay out them people a house. Okay, let's get into it. Now, mind you, the woman speaking. The woman speaking is a former uh, army surgeon. Okay, so she's, she's seen it all. Okay. All right, let me know how the sound comes through. And uh, let's get on with the madness. Good morning. My name is Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long, and I've been invited here today to testify to the truth before the legislators of Idaho. The information I'm presenting is made as a protected communication under Title 10 USC 1034 as a whistleblower. My opinions are my own and do not reflect that of the United States Army, the DOD, or any entity thereof. Insurance companies figured that if there was something catastrophic that happened to the United States, they would see a 10% increase in all-cause morbidity and mortality. 10%. For just like an unprecedented, catastrophic, you know, natural event or something that happened in the United States. U.S. life insurance companies have reported an overwhelming and unexplainable increase in all-cause deaths among 18 to 49-year-olds. 40%. All right, so let me stop there. Okay, insurance companies reporting 
40% increase in all deaths or all, you know, whatever the term, in 18 to 64-year-olds. It's a 40% uptick. That's a lot of people. I know we live on a planet with 8 billion people, but 40% uptick in all general deaths, uh, that's a lot of people, okay? That's a lot of people. Let's continue. No one's even, no one's even calculated that. I mean, that, that's never been uh, factored into what things would look like. It's apocalyptic. In my 15 years as a doctor taking care of soldiers, I have never seen this litany of debilitating and potentially deadly medical conditions in soldiers. These conditions included strokes, transit ischemic attacks, pericarditis, myocarditis, erratic heart rates, arrhythmias, rapid onset and progression of various cancers to include testicular cancer, esophageal cancer, brain tumors, neuroendocrine tumors, spinal tumors, thyroid dysfunction, multiple sclerosis, cognitive impairment, persistent severe insomnia, suppression of the immune system, unprovoked blood clots in the splenic and portal vein, avascular necrosis, liver dysfunction, menstrual irregularities, and miscarriages well i think if you look at that's 21 different afflictions she she just mentioned off she rattled off 21 afflictions that she's seen upticks in okay 21 different afflictions across the board okay let's continue the 5.3.6 post-marketing analysis report the 1291 adverse events I don't think those came as diagnostic tests. I think they came as confirmatory tests. You ordered a product, you wanted the product to kill people. Hey, stockholders, we got exactly what you ordered. Fourth shot, Borla, of the CEO of Pfizer. Good yes. for CBS, good for Walmart, good for your health. When I reached out to Army Public Health Command and numerous senior medical and operational leaders about my safety concerns, I was ignored. Threats against my career were made but no appropriate actions were taken to fully investigate the number and scope of adverse medical events after COVID vaccines. What I was here today to speak about truly was the weaponization of public health. Oh, I forgot to mention, I'm also a whistleblower. <laughs> That's my... That person, that person right there called me one day. I called her, I can't remember, it was an email. And she said, have you seen the DMED system? Uh, you seen what it's up. I'm like, I'm working on the border. I'm trying to stop 12,000 people from coming across this border a week. And she said, we'll take a look at it. Seeing the demon data, I have, I have significant concerns that we won't have a standing army in five years. Case 1-01, United States Air Force A-10 instructor pilot, mid-30-year-old male, hospitalized 12 hours after vaccination. Diagnosed with pericarditis anaphylaxis, removed from flight status for six months, thus negatively impacting unit mission readiness. I have never felt so abandoned by the military. I have been forced to take something that brought me close to my death. I was mocked, discredited, unsupported. Our squadron morale was ripped to shreds. Okay, that's enough. I just wanted to, I just wanted the surgeon to tell her what she saw, her point of view, and in the insurance uh, numbers. Okay. Now, um, am I the only one that gets the visual of Umbrella Corps meeting Resident Evil? <laughs> Jeez. 
you know what that means that sounds about right so who, where's wesker wesker's running around here so, you know um we better learn mandarin uh, they got their own issues too um this is bad y'all but once again i have i still had to finish watching another another 35 minutes of it um so let me go ahead and do this we'll switch gears you found it okay cool yeah i remember that tweet um faith that um elon said they're going to be changing the dna but of course we didn't know what that meant but but you know this coming from elon because listen i'm going to keep saying elon's bloodline ain't what people think it is it's different i'll just that's my opinion um Fauci is Wesker. I like that. I'm with you. I agree. Fauci is Wesker. Just get him some shades and a trench coat, and he is that's your man. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah, G7 is called uh, Died Suddenly. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. All right, so let's do this. Let me go ahead and get into Pull Up the John Ty Part 3. I'll just go ahead and do a two for one because I'm a nice guy. Shut up. I am nice. Girl, you know what? Don't play with me. <laughs> I'm nicer than nice. I'm the nicest. I'm sorry, what? No doubt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me a beat. Okay, you know what? <laughs> All right, let's get to John Todd part three, y'all. Let's get to John Todd part three. I'm surprised, I guess. I really should pray that the Lord night and day that somebody invented the cassette recorder. We get letters every week, 10, 20, 30 letters of people that have heard our tapes and our ministry has done something for their lives in places we've never been and people will never see. So uh, I was a little shocked tonight when so many people had heard my testimony that had never met me. But then there was a lot of people that Paul's left. Uh, he's been gone a long time. If you will, take these out. You want to take some notes probably on them. There is one on the back of it. I think all the, are the colors the same everywhere with the sheets? I can go by color. On the yellow sheet on the back, front, whatever, you got it too. Um, tomorrow we're going to be, this is, the sheet we'll be using tomorrow. We'll be using all the rest of them tonight. And uh, I want to correct something. It's not the pastor's fault. The people who prepared it originally, that's Ephesians 6.12, not 6.14. But we'll be, this is what we'll be teaching on tomorrow night, hoping that um, we'll have a large bring-in of materials that we'll be talking about tonight to destroy. But I'll start with the yellow sheet. And I want you to write a scripture text across it. Revelation 18.23. At the bottom of the scripture it says, For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, and for by thy sorcerers were all nations deceived. Talking of Babylon. There's no better scripture I know of in the word of God to describe the Illuminati, which is what we'll be talking about tonight. And we're going to start. I want you to get out. You can lay them across your lap. Find the three pyramids. I think it'll be impossible to lay them side by side because on a purple sheet there's two of them. But we'll do the best we can with what we have. And 
take out the sphinx. Now, most people do not understand the Illuminati. How many people here have ever done any study on the Illuminati before they heard of me? Okay. How many have done some since they've heard my tapes? All right. This is the, probably the most infamous, famous part of his entire um, lecture. Like, this is the part we all grew up on. It pretty much is this part three. This is what we all were first introduced to John Todd as. This was the part three version. Like the first two, I barely remember. And the one after, I barely remember. But part three, this is what we all pretty much got our first dose of John Todd. Let's go. Couple, okay. Boy, are the rest of you in for a surprise tonight. I don't want people to listen to me and walk out of here and just accept the things I have. I kind of like it when people go out here and say, boy, he's nuts. Because they'll go and they'll try and research to prove that I'm wrong. And the more they research, the more they start believing me. It is impossible to research history and to research the conspiracy and to research the Illuminati without coming away a solid believer. As a, the brother who prepared these, Brother Tom Berry said, he went to, through almost 2,000 books for 20 sheets of notebook paper filled with notes. That's how well it was hidden. How many people have a set of encyclopedias at home, a good set? So home tonight, look up the word Illuminati. In some of the encyclopedias, you will find that it existed but does not exist now. And in other encyclopedias, you will find that it existed and still exists now. But they don't tell you anything about it. Before we go into it, I want to give you a reading list, okay? Now, I want to explain a book before I give its title, and I want you to choose carefully as to whether you want it or not. I don't want you later getting mad at me because I recommended it. It is not a Christian book. It is not a political book. It is an Illuminatus book. The book was ordered, written, and produced by Philip Rothschild, the leader of the Illuminati in this day and age. It was ordered, written by a woman named Anne Rand. And she was at that time one of Philip Rothschild's mistresses. It was written some 12 years ago. Okay, I, I, Ayn, Ayn, Ayn Rand uh, wrote uh, When Atlas Shrugged, one of the great, do I want to say nihilistic books? No, not nihilistic. But Ayn, Ayn it's A-Y-N, however you pronounce it, Rand, uh, wrote that book. Everybody should have read that book at some point in your life when Atlas Shrugged. You know, Star loves that book. He always shouts that book out. Um, I believe Star is an, he's, is he an atheist? I believe he's an atheist, right? But that should be mandatory reading. There's some books that are mandatory reading. That book, when Atlas Shrugged, is one of them. All right, let's go. She was already a well-known author, and her books sell nationwide. Mostly people who read them are communists. And she wrote this book. It was supposed to be a novel. It's 1,100 pages, so if you don't like to read, don't buy it. And it was written as a novel, supposedly, but it is a code book. And within the book is a step-by-step plan to take over the whole world by taking over the United States. Now, I'm going to say many things tonight that a lot of people will try and go out here and say that I'm anti-American. No, I'm extremely pro-American. I couldn't be that until I became a Christian. But I'm extremely pro-American. I am just anti-government that exists within America today because it is not the government of the people any longer. And I'm pro-people government. That's a term misused by communists a lot. I'm sorry if you're upset that I use, but that's exactly what it says in the Constitution. Oh, this is what I've been waiting on. I'm glad he brings it. I know what's in it. Wouldn't be the first time. Now, the power of the Illuminati, and I'll give an explanation. The Illuminati is as following. Okay, first, most people found the Illuminati in things that they crossed the path. People found it in the occult, and mistakenly they have said, aha, the Illuminati is the occult. Then they have found it in the Masons, and they said, aha, the Illuminati is the Masons. Then they have found it in politics. They said, oh, it's politics. So they found it in the international banking system. Or they found it in Zionism. So they list it as just being that. Actually, it is all these things and much more. They found it in the Mormon religion. That's because 
the leaders of the Mormon religion, are high echelons in the Illuminati. They are founded in the John Birch Society. That's because the man who leads the John Birch Society is both a high-degree Mason and a Mormon. But it is all these things, and its par is finance. If you would take its finance away, which is impossible, Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you the name of the book, and I just realized that. I started out. I'm getting ahead of myself. The book is called Atlas Shrugged. Oh, Atlas, you know, Atlas supposed to hold up the world? Shrugged, like you shrug your shoulders. Atlas Shrugged. Now, this is the warning that goes with it. I'll be talking about occult books tonight and how demons are in occult books and in their music and so on. This isn't so with this book. They didn't place a spell on this book because they did not want people to buy this book other than those told to buy it within the occult and within the Illuminati. They're extremely mad because just this year alone they sold several million of them, mostly to Christians, and they don't like that. In fact, they've tried to stop printing it, but people don't want to stop printing it. They're making so much money. The bad thing about it, though, is that since it is written as a novel, it has some passages that uh, I think might belong in Hustler or other places. Maybe out of 1,100 pages, you might count five that are this way. You can tear them out and throw them away. They're just stuck in there to hope. They're stuck in there on purpose to keep Christians from reading the book. So if you should get to a passage that uh, is a little something you shouldn't read, just turn to the next page. It'll be over by then, and you can go on with the story. Now, if you don't like to read, skip the first 200 pages. The first 200 pages is exactly the way most people in the world are. They're very boring. No, actually, they're the conspiracy from people in all the walks of life talking about this incident happening and that incident happening. And, and uh, you know, it's very boring to the fact that it lets you know that it's the conspiracy that's planning the incident. It's like reading the newspaper today. You don't really know what's happening behind it. But after about the first 200 pages, eight chapters, nine chapters, something like that, it starts showing you that everything that is happening is conspired to happen. And uh, I'm going to give all these things, and I want to say something before I get the rest of the reading list. The common name for the Illuminati is the conspiracy, or the great conspiracy. Now, until we lost the school system to people within the Communist Party and within the organization of the Illuminati and so on, you were taught in your history classes, and some people can remember this if they want to confess up to being that old, that history was taught that it happened because somebody conspired for it to happen. Then we didn't want in this nation anybody to get ideas that maybe our government was a conspiracy. <clears throat> So they uh, decided to start teaching that it just happened because it happened. You know, World War II happened just because some people got mad. World War I happened because some people got mad. The Depression happened because uh, we bought too much too soon without enough money. They did not want anybody to get the idea that it all happened because somebody conspired for it to happen. But I hope to accomplish one thing tonight more than anything, that I will change your attitude, that I'll put new forms or patterns or whatever in your life, that you will walk out of here and when something happens, you'll go, now I wonder what they're really up to. Really? Okay. And we'll be talking about a few things tonight. I want to start with the yellow sheet. Now, there's something missing on the yellow sheet. I want you to draw a block. No, don't draw a block. I'm sorry. Under the First National Bank, write Federal Reserve Act, or the Federal Reserve Commission, FRC, FRA, whichever way you want to write it. You can abbreviate it or whatever you want to do. All right? Now, if you'll look at the pyramids, let's start with the one that says organization. Now, there's no way to preach a sermon when you're given a teaching like this. I'm going to play school teacher tonight. If some of you find it boring, you happened in the wrong meeting, because you might as well think that you're back in high school or going to college or whatever, because that's about what it's going to be like tonight. I'm going to give a lot of facts. I'm going to try and leave enough time that we can have some questions, because there's no way I can say all I'm going to say tonight without leaving some people in confusion. Pastor disappeared. Here he is. Did you turn that air conditioner on? It's hot in No, I don't feel nothing. <laughs> Can't put this many people in a building like this without starting something. Okay. Start with the one that says organization. And if you'll notice on all the pyramids, the first three blocks are exactly the same. Now, if you've heard my testimony, you know that I came from the Council of 13. Now, I want to stop, take about three minutes to explain the doctrine of the high part of the occult. The, first, the last four levels of the occult, or the last three levels of the occult, the fourth, fifth, and sixth level, and most of the modern cults today, particularly Mormonism, believe the same thing. How many people ever saw a movie called The Dunwich Whore?
All right, before he goes in, I'm just breaking up for the algorithm cause, because you know how it is. Let's go. Nobody ever saw that movie. A couple people saw it, okay? And I think um, Sandra D was the star of it or something. Okay, that was probably one of the strongest movies truthful about witchcraft and their beliefs that ever existed. Now, there was the original occult Bible, witchcraft Bible, was called the Necromonicon. There's only three copies in existence today. One is in the town in, in St. Petersburg Cathedral in the USSR. One is in New York City. No, I'm sorry. One is in Glasgow and one is in London. I saw when it was on, the one from the London Museum was in New York for a while. I got to hold it and look at it, so I went up in the occult. Now, from that, the Book of Shadows, the occult Bible, came into existence. Several books have been written from the Necromonicon and are in many Christians' hands today, which we're hoped that will burn before it's over. Now, according to the Necromonicon, the beginning of the world happened that man or mortals, if you watch the witch, you know the difference between witches and mortals, that mortals or everyday earth men, women, and so on, kind of descended from the apes and so on, and that... At the beginning of this world, the son of the creator of all the dimensions and universe came from the dimension that the gods dwell in. They came here by, believe it or not, flying saucers, and that they mated with the people of this world, and their children were the witches. And this is actually found in a book called the Book of Enoch, which contains the Book of Noah, which contains all this garbage. Now, according to it, the little people were the witches, the fairies, the hobbits, the elves, and so on, and they were the dwellers of this world, and then through intermarriage, they started becoming everyday people all right so that's your your jr tolkien your uh your rr martins the middle earth you know which is fairies and dragon that's all that middle earth shit so all right let's go now the, the son of lucifer was called adam now, this is exactly except they don't call it lucifer but it's in the mormon bible and that adam being the father of this world and eve they also called Ashira, Diana, Isis, Aphrodite, uh, many names, Hecta, Selene, in other words, the mother of creation, was his wife. Now, according to this doctrine, the people that came to this world were the gods that lived on Olympus and other places of high altitude, and that when the Rothschilds, back in the, about the 17th century or so, the gods started living in the Rothschilds. They had chose them as the purest family in the occult belief. And through the Rothschilds, making them gods, not mortals, not witches, but gods themselves, they created the Illuminati. Now, I might throw in this, and we'll discuss it later. They believe that Adam is alive again today and is ready to rule the world with peace, by the way. Well, now, if you look at the pyramid, the capstone is free from the pyramid because the capstone is the Rothschilds, and they do not consider them human. They consider them gods. And the eye is the father god, Lucifer. Now, the Council of Thirteen is right there because they are the Rothschilds' private ministers. The Illuminati functions as all of the pagan governments used to function of Babylon, of Moab, of uh, Egypt, of Greece, of Rome, of Scotland, of Ireland, and so on. All the pagan governments function the same way. The priests and priestesses of the temple told the rulers of the government, like the Pharaohs or the Caesars or whatever, what to do, because they were told by the gods what to do, and the Pharaohs listened to them. Now, in this case, the gods are the Rothschilds. So if while I'm speaking tonight, and if you heard my testimony, wonder why can one man so young in witchcraft and so on tell governors, and senators, and sometimes even presidents, what to do. It's because they belong to the Illuminati, and the Illuminati is a pagan government that listens to them because they don't give the orders. They simply repeat the orders that was given to them by that capstone called the Rothschild. Now, we drew the three pyramids that make up the Illuminati, and you can study them later. But there's one that I want to take before we go into the yellow sheet. I think it's on the purple one here. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's take organizations real quick. I want to read you something. Now, I know we have some masons here. I'm going to get you again. Now, many of you know that I did a book for Chick Publications called The Broken Cross. We've written another one that will be out in about three months. Hmm, you wouldn't believe the threats that have come over this book. 
It hits the Mormons. It hits the occult. It hits the conspiracy and the Rothschilds. It hits the Masons. Man, I think they're going to have to go into a bomb shelter instead of a bulletproof windows over there. And it's really brought the infiltrators within the Christian church out into the public. And I'm going to read you a passage that came out in the book. I'm going to read you a passage from one of the highest books written in Masons. It is a book that is only supposed to be read by 33rd degree Masons and those of the 30th, 31st, and 32nd whose lives prove that they are not Christians that they can hand this book to. We have a copy of it. We photographed the copy, and we have been showing it around the country. We have been getting people out of Masons right and left. Of course, we can get a lot of Masons mad at us, too. But I'm not going to do what I used to do and really take on the Masons tonight. I'm just simply going to read from two books of theirs, and I'm going to let the Masons draw their own conclusion. That which we must say to the crowd is, we worship a God, but it is a God that one adores without superstition. To you, sovereign, grand, inspectors, general, we say this, that you may repeat it to the brethren of the 32nd, 31st, and 30th degrees. The Masonic religion should be, by all of us initiates, of the high degree, maintained in the purity of the Luciferian doctrine. If Lucifer were not God, would Abaddon, now before I go on, I'll say Abaddon is found in Revelations for you students of Revelation, as the keeper of the pit, the demon over all the rest of the demons. Would Abaddon, the God of the Christians, whose deeds prove his cruelty, profanity, and hatred of men, barbarism, and repulsion for science, would Abaddon and his priests culminate him? Yes, Lucifer is God. Thus the doctrine of Satanism is a heresy. And the true and pure philosophical religion is the belief in Lucifer, the equal of Abaddon, Jesus Christ. But Lucifer, God of light and God of good, is struggling for humanity against Abaddon, the God of darkness and evil. They're calling Jesus Abaddon. Okay. What that old reading, that's, that's been out for a while now. That's no secret now. But um, there's one book that I'm going to break down. I got to re reread, take some notes. It's called Paradise Lost. Um, Paradise Lost, written by John C. Milton. I read this senior year in high school and freshman year in English Lit. Probably one of the best um, break breakdowns between Lucifer and his plan to get back at God through corrupting uh, his favorite um, creation, which is man. It's an excellent book. It's a big book. So over the next couple of days, I got to go back over my notes and concoct it together, stitch it together, and we'll go over Paradise Lost. So, because it kind of ties into what he just said here as far as Lucifer's plan to get back at God because it turned into, you know, basically, you know, like I'm going to get you sucker type of shit. And it's a deep, deep read. So, all right, I'm just breaking it up for the algorithm. Let's go. Calling Lucifer everything we believe of Jesus and Jesus everything we believe of the devil. And that's in one of their own books. Now, if you'll notice on this, three blocks of any of them, you'll notice the Council of 33. The Council of 33 is the following. Within the Masons, there are the 32nd degree, then there is the honorary 33rd, and then there is the 33rd. I'm going to read you from the Lost Keys of Freemasonry, written by Manly P. Hall, a 33rd degree Mason, and, and co-authored by another man, a 33rd degree. Okay, uh, everybody should have Manly P. Hall's book, the first one he wrote, and then also Manly P. Hall was never initiated. He was buried an honorary 33rd degree Mason because of his works, because he put in so much work uh, for the craft. And um, he, he, that's how much respect they had for him. So he was never initiated. He was buried as a 33rd degree. But Manly P. Hall, definitely one of his books, you should be, it should be in your, your library as well. Let's go. And illustrated by a 32nd degree Mason. All still, all were in the Masons. This was written in 1942. It's a book for Masons only. 
I'm going to read you the initiation to become a member of the Council of 33, the third, or actually the second highest council within the Mason, I mean within the Illuminati. When the Mason learns that the key to the warrior on the block is the proper application of the dynamo of living power, he has learned the mystery of his craft. The seething energies of Lucifer are in his hands, and before he may step onward and upward, he must prove his ability to properly apply energy. He must follow in the footsteps of his forefather, Tubal Cain, who with the mighty strength of the war god hammered his sword into a plow shed. Now, when I was saved, I complained. Well, no, I'm not saying when I was saved. I didn't find this out when I was saved. When I was in the occult, I complained at our council meetings because the 33rd council had so much power, and I felt it was unjust because I had proven myself so greatly to Lucifer, you know, which is a very proud people. And I complained that they didn't do the same thing. Now, we really didn't know what the Council of 33 did or what their rights were because we were told they were Masons. When I got saved and saw this, I found out they did do the same thing. The warrior on the block right, remember I said they must prove their ability to properly apply this energy? The warrior on the block right is human sacrifice. They did do the same right. The very leaders that lead the Masonic belief, remember they said of the high initiates, they laugh at the Blue Lodge and those below them because of what they really know and who they really worship. Hey, didn't I just say this? 24 hours ago that the York Rites, a.k.a. the Blue Lodges, are the laughing stock. I just said this shit 24 hours ago. <laughs> I just said this 24 hours ago. Because people, you know, were shacking his ring. And I'm like, he's blue. And then no one takes them serious. <laughs> I'm sorry, let's go. We had a man saved about two weeks ago. In, or about three weeks ago now, in Jacksonville, Florida, it was a 32nd degree Mason. His father was a 33rd. His future father-in-law was a 33rd. His mother and future mother-in-law and fiance were all on the Eastern Star, and he was ready to perform the warrior on the block when he was saved. He told us, huh, can I come hide at your retreat? My own parents will set me up and be killed because I have left the Mason. Now, that's a 32nd degree Mason saying that. You think about it, all right? Now, go with me to the back of that purple sheet, the political organization. Okay? The Trilateral Council and the Council of Foreign Affairs. There's two separate blocks there, and it shouldn't really be. You can leave it this way. The Trilateral Council is the brain center of the Council of Foreign Relations. Most people do not know that America, without being an official member, is a member of the European Common Market. The Trilateral Council is the American version of the European Common Market. Every man in the Council of Foreign Relations and every man in the Trilateral Council believes that Lucifer is God supreme, has declared it, has taken a vow of secrecy, and has dedicated his life to seeing that Adam gains the world. Our president is a member of the Trilateral Council, and that is a well-known fact for people who dig into politics. So don't anybody, please, don't anybody tell me how great a Christian he is. Now, let's go over to the all sheet, to the Sphinx, and we'll go on with something else. I'm going to give you the rest of that reading list. I haven't forgotten. Just bear with me. When you study Atlas Shrugged, this book was written, as I said, 12 years ago, you will find out that you are reading the front pages of the paper today. The oil shortage that doesn't exist, they state that they destroy their own oil wells, that they hide their own oil so nobody can have it. They state how they destroy the coal mines and shut the coal mines down to shut the electricity down. Okay, so this is how crazy the coal mine situation is. So I think three weeks ago, there was a huge train wreck. And for those that saw the caption of the, the video, you saw this, this mile-long train wreck of all this... This coal train, the, the cars all spilled over with coal, with, uh, with coal. Did anybody see that about three weeks ago? Okay, let's continue. They state how they cripple the country and no food is grown. It states how they tick and derail trains and so that no trains go. It states 
how they sink and pirate thousands of ships every year. We just recently heard a report by the Coast Guard down in Florida how they're asking people not to sail out on pleasure craft in the Bermuda Triangle area, not because they believe in the Bermuda Triangle, but because over 1,000 ships were pirated last year and everybody on board was killed and dumped in the ocean. Now, they don't like to put that in the front pages. You see, that might call some people to wonder about some things. And this is all in this book that was written 12 years ago. And in the book, they gained control of the world by bankrupting their own businesses. The Illuminati owns most, I would say, 99 and 9 tenths of the stores that you walk into and shop and the gas stations you go to. And they are going to destroy them on purpose. They are in the process of buying up over the last few years all the stores they don't own. They bought up grants and they bankrupted. They just bought up two guys and you can watch for them to go out of business. And they keep in business the ones that they've always owned and they are going to bankrupt them before long and cripple them and destroy them. And the idea of taking over is to bankrupt the whole world where nothing is of any value and the currency does not exist anywhere and then come back and solve all the problems. Does that sound familiar? That tactic. Ring a bell? Sound familiar? Yeah? Okay, let's go. I heard the Gators, which are my favorite group recently, on a record in a live concert. The guy was talking about the energy crisis. He says, it's funny. It doesn't matter if it's Republicans or Democrats. They get elected, they cause us problems, and then solve them so it looks like they're doing something. Now, that's about the way it really is. And the book in Atlas Shrugged again with the hero, John Galt, which is really Philip Rothschild, lifting his hand up in the air and drawing the symbol of his organization. It never says Illuminati in the book. In the air and says, we shall follow this symbol back. And the symbol that he draws... Is that? Can everybody see it? Where are you at? It's the dollar sign. Now, the dollar sign is only used in America, by the way. Nowhere else to represent money. It's almost 8,000 years old or probably older. Go back and find it in the pyramids. And it means to scourge or to punish, and through punishment, to purify and make right. That's what it means. Funny that that's what we symbolize their money. Now, the Rothschilds lead the Illuminati, and in every country they have a family, with the head of that family being the head of the Illuminati. In the United States, we have the Rockefellers. David Rockefeller is the head of both the Council of Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Administration or Council, which is the name of the Illuminati within the United States. And these, there's more blocks in these things and more blocks in the pyramids, but we have placed the main blocks that would interest America. And the main source of finance for the Illuminati and the whole world, but particularly in the United States, is the Standard Oil Company. Now, I'm going to educate you about something tonight that the Illuminati hope nobody would ever find out about. Of course, you can check out who owns Standard Oil. That's David Rockefeller. He's the owner of Standard Oil. Now, when we were in the Illuminati, we had to learn the hieroglyphics of the Illuminati, and we had to go and shop at the stores that the Illuminati marked themselves, marked their stores by. Of course, they own almost everything, but their main businesses they mark. And Standard Oil is the conglomerate that owns almost everything. If I told I'm going to tell you the things they own, you're not going to believe what they own. It's that astonishing. If I ask most people today, besides Standard Oil, in fact, I'm going to, what would you say was the number one conglomerate within the United States? Anybody, tell me. Besides Standard Oil. Sears? That's Standard Oil. General, that's the one I was waiting on. Standard Oil owns General Motors. They own Ford. They own American Motors. They own Chrysler. Now, you'll see federal department stores down here. Federal department stores is Sears, Kenny's. A man very close, very powerful in the Illuminati, doesn't live too far from here, that owns all the federal department stores. He lives in Columbus. His name is Lazarus. Now, Lazarus owns federal department stores. Federal department stores owns Gold Circle. They own Kresge's, which owns Kmart. They own just about every department store in the United States. Globe, Ontario, so on. They own Woolworths, which owns Wilco's. But Standard owns Mobile, and Mobile owns Montgomery Wars. You get the message? Now, you can find out what Standard owns because they mark their signs with blue and red, everything they own. They also, in all of their oil companies, mark their oil companies with occult symbols. The main symbol is the sign of their god, the five-pointed star. Now, that w and the strongest version I've ever seen of it is the five-pointed star radiating rainbow colors because they know that Lucifer is the god of the rainbow, as they put it. 
And if you're reading Ezekiel 28, you'll find out he is. He does kind of radiate like a rainbow. He's covered with different colored jewels and so on. And this thing, they have snuckle with the arrow through it because that's the sign of casting a spell, the arrow. They use 76 because May 1st, 1776 is their birthday to the Illuminati. They use the sign of what witches practice in, this magic circle. When they write mobile, they write everything in blue, but they leave the circle in red. Most people don't even notice that, that there's a difference. The winged horse in Marathon, Pegasus, is the messenger of the god. It goes on and on. Holiday Inn is the star with the rainbows. And you just go... That's crazy. Cause yeah, remember, um, it depends on what state you go in. Because, you know, if you go to a regular marathon, it's just the M. But then other marathons do have the red horse with the wing, the, the red Pegasus. Eesh, this is crazy. Let's go. On, on. The eightfold path of, of what a witch must master to be a powerful witch is the symbol of Denny. That's owned by them. So I see that they've got Sears separate from federal parking stores. They really shouldn't. Shell Oil was the last oil company to go when Queen Julianne, which is a member of the 500 here, and her husband, Prince Bryden, and Philip Rothschild owned 90% of Shell Oil. Gall doesn't bear occult signs because it's owned by British products. But British products is owned by the Illuminati. Fazio's is owned by the Mafia that's controlled by the Illuminati. I don't know why Union 76 is separate because it's a member of Standard Oil. But this will give you an idea. And First National Bank is doing a new thing now. They're putting out 13 circles on their buildings with all the emblems of the Illuminati on them. I guess they want lots of power. They've used the 13 plus the I and plus all different things and so on. Chase Manhattan Bank is, and Bank America are both owned by the Rockefellers. First National is owned by the Dows and the DuPonts and the Kennedys. And the Federal I am cracking up. I told you right, Federal Reserve Act is on there. I'm not even looking tonight. The Federal Reserve Act, most people think is a, a section of the United States government. It is not. The Federal Reserve Act is a stockholder-owned company. It's illegal. It's against the Constitution of the United States, but nobody dares oppose it. Now, what most people don't realize is the Constitution says Congress will set our weights and measures and the values of our dollar. But the Federal Reserve Act does that. Now, the Federal Reserve Act was pushed through by Woodrow Wilson, the first Illuminati president since Thomas Jefferson. And he was smart. He adjourned everybody to go home for the Christmas holidays and kept 55 congressmen and senators back that belonged to the Illuminati. This was back before they ran Congress. So let me do this real quick, because he mentioned the, the train derailment with the coal. And I, I don't think people remember this train. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. Okay. Give me a moment. Because, oh, God damn it. Come on now. Shit. There we go. Okay. Let me pull up the train derailment from Kansas. I think three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. And then we'll get back to, to class. Okay, there we go, train derailment. Okay. All right. This is the train derailment, and I'm just, you know, proving a point to a certain extent. Guess it. Where did I find it? Okay. All right. This was from Kansas, like maybe th yeah, three weeks ago. Okay, let's go. Lawrence, Kansas. This was a big deal.
I mean, because you, you know, let them tell it. We're, 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 we're in energy crisis, right? Look how look how long that 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 train is. Okay, that's all I wanted to show. I just wanted to tie into his point about you know certain accidents happening to you know important um, shipments and stuff like that. All right, so let's get back to it. But yeah, no one heard of that that train derailment. That was literally three weeks three weeks ago. I just forgot to to speak on it. Okay. All right, let's get back to class. You see, now they, got, they do it in a different way. They own everybody. Now, I want to say a couple more things, and then we're going to go into some things here on those signs, and then we're going to take questions. If you'll take up this blue sheet that says, Illuminati plan for world takeover. <coughs> All right. Look for, it says, Democratic president gets a laws enacted. They're talking about J.C. <coughs> the first law that the Illuminati has that they have not yet passed yet the number one law they want passed is called the, the Dow Gun Act. I'm sorry, the Dee Gun Act. It's penned by Isaac Bonowitz, which you'll find on the Council 13 list there, but it's supposed to really be penned by Martin Deeds, who led Jimmy Carter's campaign and is head of the National Handgun Control Center in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, if there's one guy that, that can confirm all this, it's Nick Taylor. Nick was around when all this was taking place because he's a little older. Um, no, Nick, I don't want to put more years on you than what you already have. Um, but you remember all this. So Nick is, is the go-to historian for all the old, old school politics. All right. So he can confirm all this, what's being said. Now, most people don't know how important it is that we not lose our constitutional rights to own a gun. The Illuminati will never be able to start Helder Skelter, which is on this thing, and you can read about it later, unless they can convince the people that they're not going to have to go from door to door fighting their way down the street as they burn and kill and rape and everything else. So they have promised them there'll be nothing existing in the form of guns in anybody's hands within the next year and a half. Now, I think that that's where the Illuminati is going to have a little problem because they had counted on passing the same law in Massachusetts as the test law, and they lost it. The law would have gave the National Guard the right to come into your home and the state police without a search warrant and search for your guns and confiscate them and arrest you if you had not turned them in with 60 days of the passing of the law. They thought that since Massachusetts was the strongest anti-gun state in the nation and since Ted Kennedy supposedly wrote the bill himself, it would get passed. What were they in for a shock? It lost by a landslide, almost three to one. And that is throwing them in fear that maybe that same law would not be passed in the United States. Now, the other laws remove tax exemption from Church's House Bill 41 I spoke up when I was here before. By the way, did they pass that bill here? That one you were fighting? 14. Okay, that's your churches becoming 501c3 tax exemptions. All right. Okay. They did pass it. They passed it. It was about tax or something here. They didn't come to vote. Okay. Now, 41, I understand, has been passed by now, at least by my information of what I can get. And it is supposed to pull the tax exemption from churches not belonging to the World Council of Churches or not having memberships of 500. And then, or what well, it doesn't say it's a poll, and it says that you must go to court and prove that you should stay tax deductible and you'll spend a couple million dollars in court so it's not worth battling. Then, those that keep their status, all except those belonging to the World Council, I mean the National Council of Churches denominations, which leaves out Independent Baptist, by the way, uh, all except them, no other exemption. You will have your name, your address, your phone number, just people coming in, let's keep on, uh, printed in every post office in the United States, plus 
you may have an IRS audit without any reason just because you gave it, gave it the thing. This is what the bill is about. The next is the Genocide Act. Now, this law was defeated eight years ago, and it's up for vote again in about, oh, three, four weeks. Now, it will send you to the federal penitentiary if you convert somebody from the faith that they were born into. I don't mean born again into. It's a copy of a law in Egypt that you must leave everybody alone to their own faith. That means if you convert a Mormon, a Catholic, a Southern Baptist, something like this. Nobody laughed on that one. If you convert somebody from another faith, even if they're over 21, their parents may press charges against you and have you indicted, not for conversion of somebody, catch this, for genocide. And you'll stand trial, not for some misdemeanor, but for murder. That's right. And that one is being pushed through. Um, the next is the Presidential Martial Law powers. It's called the, Pre it's called the Martial Law Act. It's already been passed. I think it passed last November, signed, enacted in a law. Now, I want to say something. If you haven't heard about these, that's because you typically do something that the Illuminati counts upon. Now, people, I'm going, to sit, I'm going to try and change your life with this. When Congress is arguing over something about a law that they're going to pass or something they're going to do or somebody they want to fire or get rid of, start digging and find out what they're really doing that you're not hearing on the television. The only time Congress or the government argues or does publicity about anything they're doing is when they don't want you to know what else they're doing. It's a smokescreen. When they fired... I can't even think of a name now. That guy that was on President Carter's committee and so on, when they fired him, they passed the Martial Law Act while you weren't looking. They, when, right now, they passed House Bill 41 and they're trying to pass the Genocide Act without you knowing it while they argue over the Panama Canal. Now, we're never going to give the Panama Canal up, even if the law is passed, because we're supposed to get up in the year 200, and all the pol people in politics believe that we'll have a world government by the year 1980. So they don't plan on giving it. In fact, they don't even believe the Panama Canal is going to exist anymore, that it's going to be blown off the face of a map in a world war about the year 1980. So they don't care what they do. They're arguing over it. They could pass it right now if they wanted to. They're arguing over it and confusing and fussing and gaining as much publicity as possible so you won't know about the other laws that they're trying to pass. So when you hear something big explode, like the upcoming trials on the congressman and so on over the Korean thing, that's probably about the time that they'll probably pass the Anti-Hoarding Act and finish up the Genocide Act. The Anti-Hoarding Act forbids you to own more than one month's food or one month's fuel supplies on the penalty of one year and $5,000 fine one year in federal penitentiary. Now, I want you to go home and ask yourself, why our governments, we're not starving yet, we will be before long, but we're not yet, why they want to pass a law forbidding you to have more than one month's food supply in your home, why you are not allowed to stockpile food. We're not in World War II when you have to do this. We're now. There's a reason for it. Those are the major laws that we're trying to pass. Now, I got all that stuff out of the way. Now, we'll play school. I'm going to need a mic. Can I move one of these mics with me? Do any of them disconnect, sir? Okay, then I'll stand over here and point. Excuse me for pointing. Okay, we're just waiting for the mic to come back on. Existed before okay. the Illuminati, and the Illuminati came, you know, used their teachings to start the Illuminati, all right? But they're not Zionists. In fact, most of us, their leaders are Gaelic. The Rothschilds are Zionists by birth, but they quit believing in Yahweh hundreds of years ago. And uh, Weishaupt had already left the Jewish church, had been a Catholic and a Satanist before the Illuminati was formed. And on and on. And they try to make the Rockefellers and everybody at one time a Jew, and everybody's changed their names to hide their Jew, and all the Jews are the evil people, and they leave the Illuminati. Well, I have news for them. I sit on the Council of 13 that runs that organization, and my family's never been a Jew. They're all from Scotland. So something's wrong in the translation somewhere. Uh, and I cannot believe that a member of the Council of 33, the second highest council within the Illuminati, can run an organization that exposes the Illuminati. It just doesn't make sense. And the other strongest thing, We'll let that one go. That's a little too strong for anybody around here. But uh, all I can say is that the Birch Society is like the Masons. Now, I'm going to hit another group here. You're not going to like it. We've got some people here, but hear me out before you all want to lynch me at one time. 
It's like the charismatics. And that's because the people, the little people, it's just like, okay, like the coal miners, and like the farmer strike, and like the teamsters. You've got the people in it below who do not know who its leaders are. Okay? Now, where I sat, I had to hand money to people. Okay, so just like he said, the, the teamster strikes, what do we have striking now? Um, um, it's the, the railmen, the railroad. I think it's either Suffolk. Who's going on strike? Somebody in the railroad community, remind me, which one is it? Norfolk Southern or the other guys? Somebody's on strike now. The, the, rail, the railroad guys. I forget. It literally just started two days ago. They just started two days ago, the railroad strike. I know I'm not the only one that hurt that that came across it. Thank yeah. Who was it though? Was it Norfolk Southern or the other guys? There's like only two real big ones here in the, in the country. Just somebody confirm for me real quick. Which which railroad company is is going on strike? And I hate these fucking delays. Oh my gosh, I hate these fucking delays. Let me see if someone over here sent it now. Right? Oh, where you at? There you go. Pacific Railroad. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Pack Railroad. All right. All right. Yeah. They just went on strike or they're threatening to go on strike literally two days ago. Okay. Let's go. Okay. And when I come out, people wonder, why are you mad at these people? These people are good men of God. Why are you mad at them? How would you feel if you had to take millions of dollars in checks and currency and dispose it to these people to do things for the Illuminati? Would you respect them as Christians? That's the idea. Too much money went into the Birch Society from the Illuminati for me to believe that it's an instrument against the Illuminati. Okay? I built. I say I built. I saw. Uh, thank you for that money, Mitch. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, I just, I was at the gym and I saw it briefly and they didn't specify who, what, where's and why. So, yeah, appreciate that. Thank you. $35 million in two years go into the charismatic movement to build the four biggest churches in the United States that lead it plus the full gospel businessmen. I saw $20 million given to Demo Securian one night. I can't accept it. Okay? I, I'm not a member of the government society. I'm not a member of the government society. I wouldn't say it's a record state because I had contact with a document. It was not okay. all the way through Rochester. Okay. Well, let me catch you up a minute. I, gotta give, uh, I wasn't going to give it, but I'm going to go ahead and give it. Some of its biggest people, like the man you mentioned and Gary Allen, have both stood up and just literally ripped by name the Baptist Fundamental Church apart. And have you ever seen the blue book of the Birch Society? No Christian can read that book and say that book is a Christian book. All right? And I've heard them stand up and say they're fools in the fundamental church. Okay? No, I cannot in any way. So let's pass over that one. I hit that and I also hit a dozen other things at once. I'm going to get lynched by three different groups before I get out of here. But, uh, let me inject some, please. Yeah. Let's hold our questions to one per person. Yeah, really. We've got about 400 folks in here tonight. Yeah, everybody wants and, to ask uh, questions. After, after what I just said about the charismatics, I know they're going to want to. So, so let's line up them just a yeah. question. What's a charismatic? Okay. A charismatic, uh, let's put it this way, a charismatic movement, the charismatic movement, to the outside people is the movement that declares the speaking of tongues, okay? That is separate from the Pentecostal denominations and churches. Most people do not realize that the Pentecostal churches are not part of the charismatic movement. In fact, many of them oppose it. All right? The charismatic movement in reality was one of three steps declared back in 1964 to do two things, while the main function was to destroy the fundamental church of any type. All right? The Masons was one and the charismatic church was another, okay? 
and then the political maneuvers was the third. Now the carrots, most people, you know, they post, they get caught up in the charismatic movement, they don't stand back and watch it. It has two distinct signs wherever it goes. If it isn't a fundamental church, it splits it every time. I've never seen any fundamental evangelical church say the same after it came there. And the other thing it does is it unites all the liberal churches. It has brought the Catholics, the Lutherans, and the Mormons, even the Mormons, the Methodists, the Episcopalians, Presbyterians, everybody together. Now, I'm going to make some quotations. See, I'm not a charismatic, I admit it, but I'm not a Baptist either, so don't say I'm saying it because I'm a Baptist. I'm against it. I'm against it for one reason. I was on the Council 13 and had to pay too many millions of dollars out to that organization to accept that it be of God and its leaders, because I know most of its leaders by first name basis. They used the charismatic movement to establish Jesus Rock. I had to deliver a $4 million check that was the second $4 million check that Chuck Smith, that created Calvary Chapel and Maranatha Productions, received from the Illuminati. And he knew it was Illuminati money before you go out of here and say that he didn't. The purpose of it was to build Maranatha Industries and Productions, which started Jesus Rock. Back when the Christian church was preaching against rock music, not knowing why, but preaching against it just the same, and throwing it out the churches, that scared the Illuminati and the occult world to death. At that time, they almost thought their end had come. Because if that really happened within the Christian church, the Christian church would have the biggest mass revival of souls in the United States that this world has ever seen. That's the purpose for rock music, to make sure that that never takes place. Now, okay, let me finish all this, because it's long. Before any hands come rushing up. When that took place, they got scared. So they got smart, they thought, and they built Jesus Rock. And you can take some of the top Jesus Rock songs and you can play the same rock songs over here, and it's the very same tune with new words stuck in. Now, I want to give you... All right, here's the good shit. This is what we all first heard. Now, I find it funny because he, he, he said the similarities between Jesus, uh, the secular, or um, the, uh, the gospel music with secular music. You know who did that, too? Ray Charles. He was the first for urban entertainers to blurry the lines between secular and gospel music, which is why, you know, the Christians couldn't stand Ray Charles. Remember, he blurred that shit, skirted those lines. So, you know, we're talking, he's talking rock music. We, Ray Charles predated all this shit. Not to disparage Ray Charles or anything, but you, you saw how entertainment would take something good, if, if you consider gospel music good, and then sully it just just ever so slightly ever so subtly over time with the secular music okay now you look at gospel music you can't tell it from hip-hop it from urban r&b they're one and the same right beats cadence sometimes subject matter even the way these these uh gospel artists dress they they look like they dress like niggas right mary mary, mary look like city girls don't play with me. All right. Let's go. You a, a key that witches know about. Okay? The sign of the devil's music, as they say of Lucifer's music, is not the words. It's the music. The powers of the music. The sign of Christian music is not the music. It's the words. That's why one song written by a group will catch on and will bless Christians' hearts and others won't. Have you ever wondered why the Gaithers are the number one group in the United States? It's not because they sing great, it's because the songs they write and the power in those songs. Now I know from being in the occult world, the power in music, 
And I'm saying all this because I was the leader of Zodiac. I was going to get on this, and I'm, I'm still taking care of yours at the same time. By somebody asking me about rock music, but I'll do it this way. The thing about rock music was I was the leader of Zodiac Productions, which is the conglomerate that owns almost all of the rock booking agencies and production of concerts in the United States. Almost 95% of the groups that you hear in concert belong to contract to Zodiac Productions. Most of the friends that I have that are still in the world are friends that I met in the rock industry of people whose albums you buy today. Okay? The Illuminati doesn't produce rock music to entertain you. They don't produce rock music to make money. They don't need that money. They own everything anyway. They do it to put demonic influence in your life. The music is a spell, and every witch knows it. That's why when somebody's saved out of the occult, and they say, uh, the saved pastor, what do I do? The pastor will go, well, burn everything that has to do with the occult. That's all the pastor says. And they'll bring in their rock records. Nobody has to tell them to do it. They were in witchcraft. They know what rock music is. Now, kids, I'm going to get you with this. Parents, don't pray that your kids throw out the rock music. It doesn't belong to them. It belongs to you. You are the head of the house, and although you think it belongs to them, according to God's word, everything in that house is yours. And you are the one that will face Jesus and say why you have it. The problem with Christians, particularly in the Baptist church, is that they don't realize that there's two judgments coming. One for the lost and one for the saved. And you will have to give account at the judgment seat of Christ for the things you didn't do and did do. You get it coming and going. So, if you think that you're keeping your kids from being rebellious by having the rock music in the home, have I got a surprise for you? They wouldn't be rebellious if you'd burn the stuff. Amen. So go home tonight and get rid of it. As I told the congregation last night, you can go home and count how many demons are in your home, or at least the minimum number, by how many rock albums and 45s your kids have. We all remember growing up, Ozzy Osbourne, Judas Priest, Alice Cooper, and and then when Kiss came, oh my God, Kiss like changed it all, but because that was my first introduction. But anywho, um, if you're old enough to remember, white parents were upset, highly upset, and then it happened again in the eighties, late eighties. Metallica was pretty much the whipping child for anything to do with you know. And then the Columbine happened, and then they pinned that on uh, Marilyn Manson, and then, you know, Nine Inch Nails. So every decade, you had a whipping boy for parents to kind of pick on music-wise. I'm not saying they're not, they're not culpable. I remember, like I said, I remember growing up when, 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 when Ozzy bit the bat head in concert, it was all over the news, you know. Um, Alice Cooper had the snakes. The Boa Constrictors, um, ACDC had the, the Giant Devil, Iron Maiden had Eddie. I mean, goddamn. <laughs> All right, let's go. Now, we started out with Charismatic somehow. The Probably the strongest person in the Charismatic movement is the man who led the Charismatic Conference in Kansas City. Now, Charismatics, I'm not picking on you as individuals. I'm picking on your leaders in the movement itself. Just like I'm not picking on Masons, I'm picking on the leaders of the Masons. Now, it's funny. I can come in here and I can tear down Billy Graham and nobody will lynch me. They may, somebody might think I'm crazy, but they, they'll let me alone. But if I get in the Charismatic Church and I touch one of their people up here, they're ready to crucify me on a moment's notice. Now, I'm going to tell you this. The man who led that conference was a Catholic cardinal. But when they elected Pope Paul, lost by two votes. 
Now, I don't know if you know this, but Pope Paul's in critical condition. They're already talking about a new pope, and they're proclaiming him by a landslide, the leader of the Catholic charismatic movement, and, by the way, the leader of most of the charismatic movement. He said five years ago at the Notre Dame conference, it's a matter of public record, they'd like to keep it from you, that give him 10 years, and he'll have all of the churches as one. But wait, wait, and I'm getting, not to get off track, but it's funny how Ozzy did what he did way back when the 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 Asian chick that ate the bat she got in trouble for that i think um she yeah she she made a a, a video of her posting herself cuz she eats anything right she eat all the weird crazy stuff she ate an entire bat and i th believe the government was trying to arrest her or charge her with a crime for eating the bat so it this is not just an, an American issue. Um, this, that spirit or that force, it moves through anybody, everybody, anywhere. So um, I, I, I just find it funny because we're talking about the bat and the woman popped up in my head because I remember she, when she ate the bat, it was like a couple months ago. And then now the authorities are like, they want to charge her with a crime for actually eating the bat on camera. Okay, let's go. Because of the charismatic movement. That's why the uniting of the liberal and the destruction of the fundamental. You'll never get the fundamental churches to unite as one. They can't stop arguing long enough to do it. <laughs> Which I praise the Lord for. Keep us on our toes. But they are getting the liberals. Now, most of you probably sitting here would not be in this meeting unless Jesus was your Savior. But I have talked to thousands of leaders in the charismatic movement who say it is not necessary to repent of your sins and be born again. Demos Securian, this is what Demos believes, head of the full gospel business. He does not believe that you need to repent. He does not believe in a rapture, and he does not believe in a tribulation. He believes that a one-world government is coming which Christians will lead. He has said over and over, if you receive the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues, and you belong to a church that is not preaching the word of God, don't leave it. Stay there. Don't leave it. Now, I believe that the word of God says, come out from amongst them and be ye separate. Amen. And I also believe that the same as when a prophet prophesies wrong one time, you mark him and leave him alone. If a man preaches false doctrine, you leave him alone. Yeah. Of course, you can leave me alone if you think I'm wrong about the charismatic. That doesn't bother me a bit. My job is to tell you what's happening. And I'm going to tell you whether you like it or not. Do you help for it? You praise the Lord when I'm telling the Masons. Keep on praising when I'm telling you. <laughs> the second most powerful man, or third most powerful man in the charismatic movement is Ralph Wilkerson. Ralph Wilkerson is the head, he is really the person who tells all the charismatic leaders, he's actually the number one, but he's supposed to be ranked third. He is the man who must appear before the Council of 13 to take back the orders to all the rest of the people in the charismatic movement. He is the pastor of a multi-million dollar church called Meldyland, one of the largest independent charismatic Bible schools and universities in the country. And they gave that man so much. Everything that is there, the Illuminati bought and built for him, and him knowing it all the whole time. The reason that he preaches that witches can't be saved and can never be saved is he's so scared some of us will blab on it. And you're right, I'm doing it too. Now I have, if you think that everything else I say is great, then why would I lie about this particular, I have nothing to gain. I go into charismatic churches and say the same thing. I do. You think that's rough here? You ought to be there. My job, when I got saved, I told the Lord that everything that I knew the devil was doing now was going to let the world know.
and man, I'm going to let them know whether you like it or not. Now, I told you the, the thing about it, and I can go on with more churches and more churches. The point is, you're going to have to question yourself about the thing. Okay? People are preaching a last-day revival in the United States. The only last-day revival we're going to get in the United States is the devils. You may not like it, but the United States is just like Jeremiah. Now, I mean, the United, the United States is just like Jerusalem and Jeremiah's day. They were all waiting for God to save them when the prophet was telling them that God was going to let them be destroyed because of the sinful ways. And one of the things that he went off under every tree and committed whoredom with every belief there was and worshipped all the pagan gods there was. That's America. The biggest, fastest growing religion in the United States is the occult, and that's a fact. We're not having a Christian revival. It really tickles me how we're supposed to have two-thirds of the population as born-again Christians. I understood that almost 75% uh, of the United States were into witchcraft and the occult. Something wrong somewhere. Now, it's funny he said that this 40 years ago and the recent stats came out that, um, yeah, a lot of Christian Catholic uh, members are membership is, is dropping. And yes, more uh, people have been getting into Wiccan and the occult um, Satanism. So those numbers have been increasing while the, the Christian Catholic numbers have been declining. So it's ironic he said this. Roughly 40 years ago. All right, let's go. People, something is terribly wrong. When we have a country that is so sold out to the devil in its way of life, and we have at the same time such supposedly mass revival of a Christian belief, something stinks somewhere. Now, you're going to have to pray about it yourselves. But I'm telling you for a fact, you better question it. You better question what you're into and the little groups. And this, I don't know if the charismatics know what you're See, I, I get all the charismatic books and read them and all the teachings, and I know what's taught by this or that. It's funny. They'll say one place, something someplace, and something different someplace else, and so on. I don't know if they ever know what they're saying. And they're really recommending that you not go to church. Most of them are teaching. Bob Muppert, Prince, and Basham, and others are preaching stop going to church. To go home and hold your own individual prayer meetings in your house and don't go to church anymore. I'm sorry. That's not the word of God. Wait, I'm sorry. The cure also, the cure. Tell me, tell me, oh, how's it go? Tell me, tell me, tell me how you, yeah, the cure, like the cure was the cure. Like, okay, we had Marilyn Manson, don't get me wrong, but like the cure, like, once again, you have to be an old head to know what I'm talking about, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Let's go. There'll be a day where you won't be able to go to church, but why you can do it? That day has not come yet, and your home won't be safe when it comes either. Okay, I took the longest on it, but go ahead. Try to get these others. Uh, this card that you were talking about, that symbol on it. Now, would we, we don't have a choice. We've got to take it in order to... Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back up a minute here. The Bible says that if you take it, you're lost. Okay, so this is the mark. This is the mark. If you're waiting for a tattoo, I've heard Christians say, well, I'll take the card until the tattoo comes. <laughs> Let's go about that tattoo for a minute. It says that an angel of the Lord is going to come down and seal God's people in the forehead and hand. Does that mean we're going to walk around with a tattoo? If it's spiritual there, it's spiritual when we're sealed in the forehead and the hand with the mark of the beast. Now, I want to tell you something. The forehead means the mind, and the hand means the works. It always has in Bible prophecy, and it always will. There's something strange. We'll go over to Ezekiel. We'll go over to Isaiah. So when he said the hand is the works, that's where they place in the chips in the hand, right? In between the webbing of the thumb and the index finger. 
So when you watch all the news of people getting the chips, they get it in, in either in the webbing here between the thumb and the, and the f- index or in the, on the back of the, of the hand. So he may be onto something. We'll go over to all the other prophets and we'll read their prophets in Daniel and we'll say, oh, praise the Lord. You know, this, that means this and that means this and so on. And we know that, that the dry bones meant something and the wheel within the wheel meant something and the statue with the ten toes meant something. But we'll go over to Revelations and we'll say, well, of course the Antichrist is not going to be a dragon with ten heads and, or seven heads and ten horns and so on and so forth. We don't really believe he's going to be that. And we'll call that spiritual. But we'll go over here and call something else physical. What makes Revelations different from the rest of the prophecy books? I thought it was the same God giving the prophecy. You can't do it that way. No, when this card comes, and you take it, you've made your stick. As for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. And you can't do both. So you're going to have to go home and ask yourself what you're going to do when you can't go to the grocery store. It's not established. <laughs> You, I mean, they don't put a sign and say, here we are, you know. No, the witchcraft on the post is undercover, totally. But it, it's not so undercover that most people on the base don't know it exists, okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. Right here. Um, you mentioned in your tape that you recorded before, somebody asked you a question, and I think it was in fact, was Jim Carter the man mentioned in the sixth letter as being the son of Lucifer? He's Adam. He's Adam. Right here, the best. Oh. Okay. Well, I can say the others. Um, okay. Melanie Land teaches that witches can never be saved or anybody that ever practices in the occult. Well, we got a lot of lost people tonight because a lot of people read their astrology charts. Uh, Ralph Wilkerson is teaching that there is no rapture, that the uh, church will either go through the tribulation or there will be no tribulation. He hasn't quite made up his mind yet. Um, I want to think about these because I want to make sure I word them the way that he worded them. Okay? The Old Testament is not the ordained word of God that Lucifer inspired, and that the Ten Commandments were not written by God or delivered by God to Moses, that Moses was fooled and the devil delivered him. I'd say that's quite a few right there. Now, these are things that he has said and are being taught in his Bible college. Okay? Over here. Same thing today. Spirit through men. 
okay, that it wasn't created by man, man didn't sit down and think it up. Any person with any intelligence can know it could have been put together the way it was put together with man's intelligence. You couldn't do it with a computer. Next, this was drawn by the devil's instruction. This isn't meat that was sacrificed to idols that came out of things. This was something that the devil said, do, okay? This has power. Most people don't realize how much power. You should have been a witch, then you know how much power. This has power to it because of the words that are in it and the power of those words, it has power. Now, we have found this very extensively. That's why some of the other translations are so bad because they've stripped the power out. Now, this jewelry was inspired by the devil, and all I can tell you is what I have seen, and that is that I have seen two things, that at a council meeting of the 13, it was decided that above all, more powerful than rock music, more powerful than Christians owning books and astrology charts and Ouija boards, was to place in this in their hands. All I can tell you is that demons follow this. They're not going to follow the slice of pork sacrificed to an idol, but they're going to follow the idol. I'm, I'm getting to it. I'm, I'm trying to lay the groundwork. I can't just jump into it. Now, let's take the two Christians. A person totally serving Jesus Christ as Lord is not going to have him in his life anyway. And that's where it lies. A Christian that's living... That's assuming he knows. Okay, what happens when he knows? Uh, okay, whether they do or not, all right? I think that Jesus stops being the Lord of your life when you know this and teach it. I mean, you're not going to set up in, in your house an altar just because of faith to go into a pagan temple with a statue of Satan. Now, what's happening here is somebody is having their coming to Jesus moment. Obviously, what John is, has said is saying is, is triggering this person because the worst thing you could do to somebody is challenge their religion not only challenge their religion but reveal to them how programmed or useless their religion is to them and most people cannot handle that you know is like what we say there's two things you never discuss with strangers is religion and politics because people identify themselves through that and once you uh, disturb or you rattle their I, their form of identity then people get defensive and they, they will attack, you know, because we if you ever debated a Christian, not just a Christian, but a, just say a Bible thumper and you point out the inconsistencies and the flaws in the text or the stories, you know, what I'm saying because a lot of people, a lot of thumpers take it, take the stories literal. And if you say, well, it's, it's an astrology book, it's a medical book and you disturb how they see it, how they attach to it. Yeah, you're going to get pushback, and that's what's happening here, so, okay. Okay, so you're not going to set this stuff up. When you know you're going to get rid of it, that's the idea, okay? If it was harmless to lordship Christians, I'd shut my mouth and let it go and keep the heat off my back. Everything I say in me is controversial one way or the other. You know, I could be a good minister, I could be another Billy Graham if I watch what I said. I just can't allow to do it. <laughs> it's not jewelry. The trick is jewelry. It's not the symbol. It's when it's cast in jewelry that holds its power. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Well, they belong to the same bank. They belong. Okay, Prudential. Case Manhattan owns Prudential. Actually, Lords of London owns most of the insurance companies in the United States. And Lords of London owns Case Manhattan. Okay? So it's a chain. Uh, all states owned by Sears, which is owned by federal apartment stores. Okay? I mean, you can... When you study conglomerates, you'll find out there's four conglomerates in the world and everything's owned by them. It doesn't matter what, who they say owns them. It's who really owns who owns them. Okay? I, th I think you'll get the message. Uh, let me, I know you guys can Let me ask other people. If you've asked a question, hold it off and let me get some of the others. Yeah. I'm a bit concerned about what you said. Uh, 
my concern is that the, if a Christian has eternal life, the word says, and he receives that sign in the next year and a half or two, but however it is by a credit card or jewelry, whatever you may call it, he's at this moment that he's lost. And this confuses me because I understand that a Christian has eternal life, he can never be lost. And so I want to have to stand on eternal security because if eternal life is and you don't get lost by a sign or something else to take. So I'm going to put you in a position. You believe eternal security and Okay. I believe in eternal security. I believe in everything that I believe in for reasons that I see. Okay. I believe in. I came to believe in eternal security in a very real manner because I believe in demon possession and demons in Christians' lives. And I've seen hundreds and thousands, actually thousands of people that have been Christians originally going to witchcraft, and no matter what they did, they couldn't be possessed. That convinced me right on the line. It may not mean anything to you, but it meant to me. No, I believe in eternal security. So I have a question for you. What happens if a Christian blasphemes the Holy Ghost? Well, we get into a discussion. Of what <laughs> yes, we will. That's a good question. Oh, yeah, I said it. I believe in eternal security, but I believe that if you knowingly blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Okay, yeah, I'm over it at this point. Because, you know, I was just, it's one up, up one upsmanship from the crowd. It's like, yo, it'd be, obviously, he's clearly tuned out and not trying to take in consideration what he's saying. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um, when I come back, we do this again. We're going to get into parts four and five. I think we'll do it tomorrow. But, um, okay. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up. Go watch the documentary, uh, Suddenly Died, My God. Yeah, and like I said, I'm not into doom and gloom and, and fear-mongering, but if you know somebody that took it, if you are somebody that took it, you have, you know, I'm never, I've never come on here and judged anybody. Everybody has to make their own choices for what they deem is best for them and themselves and their families. And, um, you know... It, it's a harrowing, uh, it's a harrowing uh, piece of work. Um, I'm not saying everybody is on the time is on the ticker, but you know you should be worried to a certain extent. Um, I would definitely say look and see, find your batch number for whatever manufacturer of that inoculation you took. Find your batch number, look it up, and see what the injury stats are. You know so. Um, that's, that's all I can pretty much say, man. See over, you over there stunting in NYC <laughs> over there stunting in Brooklyn. <laughs> you probably in Harlem. You, you, yeah. You strike me as a Harlem cat. Yeah. I, I think see over is a Harlem cat. So you over there in Harlem doing what Harlem cats do, getting fresh to death to go to the damn bodega. <laughs> Wait, that's a running joke with Harlem cats that they'll get dressed. They'll put on their best. <laughs> Outfits to go to the bodega. <laughs> I'm not the only one that's heard this. So you want me to get up out of here? Oh, yo, Mr. Amazing, thank you for the uh, turn the super chat, bro. Uh, Education donation, I appreciate it. Oh shit, that's the wrong. That's the wrong sound. My bad, you know. Here we go. Okay. See, all right. See, Harlem, he's a Harlem guy. He just looks like, he just oozes Harlem. Har okay, see, yeah, yeah. See, 
I, I know my borough cats. I know. Listen, I can pretty much pick out what borough you from if I if I look at you and talk to you long enough. <laughs> Ooh, shit! Your best friend took about breastfeeding. Damn. Shit. That is uh. Okay, well, don't tell her to watch. Don't let her watch it. Do not let her watch it. Um, I, I take it her child is, is healthy and all, right? So maybe the breastfeeding should help mitigate, counteract, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. I have, I have no answers for that. But I'm sure she did what she thought was best for her and her family. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, with that being said, thank you for everybody that came to hang out and let let us, you know, whatever the case may be, we'll do this again tomorrow. Um, John Todd parts four, and then I'll work on getting my notes together for paradise lost. And then after that, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Y'all have a good one. Peace.